Hello, and thank you for joining us. I am your host, soulful business and leadership coach, Jeffrey Biesecker. We are all on the journey to discover the light inside, that beacon which guides us to live our truest, most authentic self. This is episode 0064. In his book, The Pursuit of Simplicity, Edward Teller shares this, Life improves slowly and goes wrong fast, and only catastrophe is clearly visible. As the theoretical physicist who designed the hydrogen bomb, Teller knew a thing or two about catastrophe and things blowing up. But as we each design our personal vision and mission, seldom is it our goal to design things so they blow up on purpose. Therefore, it's crucial we design systems and processes which guide us ultimately towards our success. But success in any endeavor doesn't happen by accident. A personal success becomes a direct result of our decisions and conscious effort. Sometimes if we want to evolve further in life, we have to take others along for the ride. We can fill this essential step by building empowered teams, allowing us to do and be more. This is our focus on today's show. As we're joined by the dynamic husband and wife duel of real estate investors, Paul and Kelsey Tompkins. The Tompkins have fast become known for their success as entrepreneurs, real estate investors, speakers, and coaches. Having completed so many fix and flip real estate deals, the people began to refer to them as the house flipping experts, and the nickname has stuck. Armed with their expertise in the industry, Paul and Kelsey have gone on to become the founders of the Flipping Expert Academy, creating the most comprehensive real estate investors academy, sharing all of the training tools and knowledge needed to become a successful and profitable real estate expert, while also avoiding the common pitfalls of burnout, anxiety, and stress. Find out how effective delegation becomes a key element in building your dream by empowering others on this episode of The Light Inside. I want to share a little secret with you today about a podcast booking and matching platform I truly love. As a podcast host and guest, my go-to podcast booking app is podmatch.com. If you currently have a podcast, regularly guest on podcast, or if you are new to the podcasting game looking to start your show, podmatch.com is an industry leader. They quickly and effortlessly connect ideal podcast guests and hosts. Their process is super easy and highly effective. Create your free guest or host account and set up your profile. It's really that easy. And the Podmatch AI will work its magic in the background, delivering your ideal interview matches within minutes, tailored uniquely for you as a host and executive producer of the top 100 self-improvement podcast, The Light Inside, I found more high-quality guests on Podmatch than anywhere else and in a fraction of the time. So if you're looking to expedite your podcast booking experience, fill in your calendar with high-engagement content, creating value and meaning for your listening community. Check out podmatch.com, that's P-O-D-match.com, today and discover your ideal match magic. 
As wildly successful real estate investors, Paul and Kelsey Tompkins have leveraged their combined skills and partnership to build a small real estate empire, leading them to form their real estate training program, Flipping Experts. Thanks for joining us today, Paul and Kelsey. How are you? Hello, Jeffrey. We're well. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic. So we finally get things aligned and scheduled to where we can meet and have a little face-to-face chat today. Yeah. yeah. Glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yes. This is going to be exciting. I think we're going to look at a little bit of a unique angle today discussing how to better delegate in order to empower your business and your teams to grow and achieve your goals and your dream. Okay. Sounds good. It's important. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are known as the flipping experts at the flipping experts Academy. That is flipping awesome. Yeah. Yeah, You have to be careful how you say it too. (laughs) Have fun with that today. You guys are teaching newbies to buy and flip real estate, uh, going in and buying homes, renovating them and reselling. You know, that's a a hot commodity market right now. Inventory's low, interest rates are low, so they're flying off the shelf. Yeah, how has that been playing out through COVID? Actually, I think we sold more through COVID than we did normally. Really? Really interesting. And we're not going to dive down that today because we're here to talk about Flipping homes and delegating. That's right. That's right. Any business, right? Yeah. So a lot of work goes into not only building out a solid real estate business, as so many of us know, but also into buying those homes, finding them, tracking them down, fixing them up, and then trying to flip and sell them. That's a flipping lot of things to handle and manage. (laughs) I promise. That's right. right. Ah, no worries. (laughs) So. That has to, you know, like I said, be a ton to manage, you know, takes guts, hard work, and a lot of heart. So oftentimes when we're managing so many big things like that to build our dreams, to build, you know, this big entrepreneur journey we all dive into, that can be such a challenge. You know, there can be such a sense of getting overshadowed, overworked, and buried under the process of it. Mm, Yes. That's an entrepreneur. That's like the definition right there. (laughs) Yes. So diving into that, you know, as you have built and grown, what are some of the challenges you've faced in not only contracting, getting some of that work done, you know, delegating that out and communicating what your needs are, but then also building additional teams to bring in and kind of tackle some of those tasks together? Yeah, I think the hardest thing for probably any entrepreneur, doesn't matter kind of what industry you're in, it's when is it time to step back and bring on help, right? We all think we can do it 24-7 and nobody can do it like I can. I'm the best at it. But it starts to deteriorate, right? Your your private life, your home life, your family life, your, your health. I mean, when you try to just do everything yourself. So Kelsey and I are firm believers in finding those things that you're really good at and that it's your sweet spot, so to speak. Like, Hey, I love doing this. Like Kelsey, it's design. Like I love design. I love putting things together and designing it. And then I'm the guy that, Hey, implement this for me, Paul. And I love working with the contractors and I love meeting with them and negotiating. 
Whereas that yeah. would drain yeah. her and, and she would just, it would, her emotions, she'd be shot. Like, <laughs> and that's okay. So for us, it's uh-huh. like, we uh-huh. had to find out what we were good at and what we could handle, yeah. what we yeah. wanted to handle and then give the rest away. Kelsey's, Kelsey's taught me this. There's people for that. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, there's somebody for, sure. for what you don't want to do. There's somebody that would love to do it. Right. And accounting is us. Like we hate accounting. And, you know, with real estate, there's so many numbers with real estate from the renovation to buying it, to selling it, to realtors, to all these fees. And one day we're like, you know, we're done with it. We've hit that threshold of pain where it was like, okay, we need to bring somebody in to do this because it's stealing our joy. It's stealing our passion for what we're really good at. And knowing that and hitting that threshold, I think that's where change starts to happen. It's like, okay, we need to bring on an accountant. We need to bring on a CPA. Whatever that might be for somebody else listening, whatever that pain point is for you, how do you delegate that to somebody else so you can stay in your swim lane doing what you love to do and you're passionate about? You know, we all have to find that sweet spot that fulfills us and brings us joy. If we don't, we get in that mess where we aren't passionate about what we're doing. We aren't aligning with it. We can't put that hard into all of that work. Right. For you, how do you delegate that to somebody else so you can stay in your swim lane doing what you love to do and you're passionate about? That's a sure sign when you run into one of those things that says, wait a minute, either I don't feel like I'm comfortably aligned with this or I just don't enjoy doing it. It can be that simple. Having a partnership, how helpful is that when you have that partner to balance that off? It becomes easier. At first, it was actually really hard because being partners, we both wanted to be involved in everything. It was our baby. We wanted our hands on it. But then we learned if I focus on the things I'm great at, (laughs) Paul focuses on the things that he is great at, we're going to be so much more productive. And then the things that we're both terrible at, if we get help, we're actually going to be more productive, even though it might be a cost at first by being able to move faster and better. We're going to end up making more of a profit than if we were just to do everything all by ourselves. Yeah. And we're carrying less of the weight, right? If she's carrying her weight, I'm carrying my weight. We can actually lift more versus me going to her with all my problems, her coming to me with my, (laughs) it's just, it's half the stress, half the workload. And somebody's always in your corner. So even if mistakes are made or balls are dropped, hey, let me help you pick that up. Let me help you carry that. Like, let's, we'll get through this together. It's no big deal. So it's, it's a game changer. But I know people in this industry and other industries that they have business partners, right? They have somebody funding the deal or somebody flipping the deal or somebody bringing in the components and their joint venturing. Same capacity. Like, how do you lean on your business partner to help you succeed? Because when you succeed, they succeed. And then what? You guys want to do more deals together, yes. right? You, you make more profits. Everybody wins. So anytime you can strategize partnerships, whether it's husband, wife, um, a partnership between two or three different people, it's always a lift as long as they're carrying their weight, carrying their weight. You know, I've been working with my fiance for the last 12 years, renovating our own home. I can relate to some of the communication issues, some of those agreement issues, some of those simply who's going to take this on, you know, her being a designer also, her diving in and not being afraid to learn and grow various tasks of remodeling herself, doing not remodeling herself, but doing the work herself. Let's get that in the right frame there. (laughs) We're all remodeling ourselves in some way, just like those homes. But there's so many tasks to manage just in that interaction. I like to think of it this way. A house is not a home without a heart. Ooh, I like that. (laughs) Copyright. 
jeffreybsacker.com, Soulful Business and Leadership Coach. <laughs> but looking at that, you know, what we build with love grows. Right. Sometimes that growth can be uncomfortable. Those experiences where we're in that uncomfortable, where do we decide to pass that off often becomes our greatest step into success. Right. Mm -hmm. How have you guys navigated that in conveying how to effectively build teams and empower others to grow exponentially within your business. Mm -hmm. You know, that's our focus of the show today. How do we empower others right. so the team grows, so that sense of love and heart grows? Well, I think it's like with anything you have, if you're keeping it to yourself, nobody else is growing around you. The yes. love's not going around you. We've always had a firm belief in our the people around us, them and their families, not just them. So we have contractors, we have GCs, we have foremen, we have designers, we have salespeople. I mean, there's so many different people that touch this because we don't just flip houses. We have rental properties. We do home renovations for clients. We have staging companies. We have all these different balls floating, but it wasn't even really, hey, let's grow these businesses to make more money, yes. even though that's always an off product. But it was like, hey, this person would be great in this role. Where they're at right now, I think they they're not feeling it. They're not in their sweet spot. How do we adjust them and make it better for them? And anytime you think about somebody else and them growing and them succeeding, it blossoms so much faster. So our businesses are really built around people. They're not even really built around a business. The business is there, but it's like, man, this person would just be amazing in that spot right over there. And then we have that conversation. They're like, man, I've been feeling that for three, four months now and having those conversations and that dialogue, but you can't do it by yourself. I mean, we tried to, so like, with Kelsey and I, I, th I think we were doing 18 houses at one time by ourselves. <laughs> How do you get to 30 or 40 yeah. or 50? Yeah. I've been dealing exactly. with that. You know, I applaud you know, the effort right. of looking yeah. at beyond but that. But how, how do you grow? <laughs> you have to bring people into your circle. You have to give trust. Yes. You were talking about like, how do you do that? Like to me, when I feel like someone can do my job, whatever title and hat I'm wearing at the time when it was just us two, if they can do it 60 to 70% as good as me, it's time to let them run with a ball because I made mistakes. Mm -hmm. They're going to make mistakes. My job is now to coach them so that they're not making as many mistakes and that they're growing and thriving. And once they do that, let them run with yeah. it. So we're big about, Hey, let's go out there. Let's show them how to do it right there with us. Like our sales ladies we will go with them. You listen to how we do this, listen to our pitch to the client, listen to how we write it all up, close it all up. And then next time when we go out there, you're going to do that. And I'm going to be with you. Don't be scared. If you fumble with words, I'm going to jump in and help you. And that's step two, right? Yeah. First step yeah. is me do it. Second step is you do it with me here. I'm supporting you. I'm here for you. And then third step is go do it on your own. Like you have our culture, you have our DNA. You see how we talk to people. You see how we wrote this up. Yeah. Now yeah. we have faith in you. Go pull the trigger. And they'll make mistakes, Jeffrey, they'll, they'll stumble, they'll fall. And all that just ties into grace and coaching and mentoring and, and loving on them. And <laughs> Hey, let's not make that mistake again. We understand you made a mistake, but it's not a big deal. You should Hey, remember that one mistake I made about five years ago. Let me tell you this story. And you go into this whole thing of where you're really supporting and coaching them. You know, I think from that angle, that coaching element is so crucial. Sure. You know, how are you guiding and leading others in order that they do feel empowered and engaged? Are you communicating what that vision, mission and plan is? You know, do you understand yourself yeah. what mm -hmm. that clear vision, mission and plan is 
so you can empower others to mm-hmm. have the systems and processes to create with. Definitely. You know, sometimes if we want to go far, we have to take others along for the ride. Nobody wants to ride in that vehicle. That's not fun to ride in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel from your perspective and from your experience, we effectively form how we create that vision. You want that? And then share it with us. I'd say it just comes down to knowing your core values and truly believing in that. Mm. And then you can't just tell people about them. You have to show them. That is <laughs> the biggest thing for our company is show me, don't tell me. We have yeah. so many contractors who say they're the best at everything. <laughs> that sounds awesome. We're so excited to have you on our team. Now let me see you do that. That's right. So I think that's really important. The whole show me, don't tell me. Yeah. I mean, everybody's the best until they're not, right? I'm a master of this. I'm a master of this. And I'm like, hey, listen, I've had 50 masters before you, but show me. You know, we we talk about so many people are words, 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 look at me, show, you know, and, and that's the way our society is built, right? Instagram, Facebook, all these different things. Just look at me, look at me, look at me. And we're just, we're really about like, show us what you got. Yes. And we want a teachable, someone who's a teachable heart, right? Like if our core value is love, um, kindness, you know, no profanity, no derogatory music, like all these different things. And that's who we are. And that's the basis of our company. Obviously that has to come from us. I'm not letting somebody else that I hire come in and bring the culture with them. Right. Where are the culture? This is how we hit like a contractor can come up to me and say, Hey, we had a water leak. It damaged some drywall. Do you want me just to fix the leak and leave the bad drywall? And after within probably two weeks, they don't ask anymore. And they start to ask me and I just look at them and they go, just fix it and do it right. Right. I was like, exactly. Even if it costs me money, let's do it right. So now every contractor knows yes. we're going to do yes. it right. We're going to do it with excellence. We're, we're there to protect clients. We're there to protect the home and just do things correctly. So that has to come from us. If it doesn't come from us and somebody else comes in and influences the DNA, it doesn't work. Yeah. That's that whole notion of lead from within, not above or on. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, that whole element of show me, don't tell me is setting that example. You know, you live the walk, you walk the walk, and you not only talk the talk, like you said. That's right. That's you, know, right. you and your team want more than just showing up. Your team also, they expect more from you as the leaders, Paul and Kelsey, more than just showing up. Everyone wants significance and that sense of fulfillment. And I think, I think for us, Jeffrey, we, we believe so much more in our people than the business. Like yesterday I was on a two story porch balcony, hanging off a 32 foot ladder with my contractors. (laughs) Why? I don't have to be, do I need the money? Do I need to go show them how to do it? No. While I'm there, I'm installing culture DNA. One guy said something that wasn't kind about women and he didn't mean it. it was just a joke, but I'm like, Hey, listen, we don't talk like that. Like that's a resemblance of Kelsey and I, our company, just different things like that. Like when you spend time with them, I think the DNA and the influence, it's just, Oh, that's how they talk. That's how they're acting. They're not just talking to talk. They live like that. Like we literally take our contractors on fishing trips. Why? I want to spend the day with you. We're getting a hotel in a nice city. I want to take you out to dinner. I want to show you that I respect you, that I appreciate you. And that's the kind of company we're going to be. Um, take them on trips, take them, yeah. you know, buy them different things for their kids. Like we're showing them our culture of giving and our heart. It's not, 
I'm trying to influence you by buying your children gifts because it's her birthday. It's I love you, not just you, but I love your family. And I want you to treat our customers and the people around us in our company the same way. And when you show them that, they duplicate it. Otherwise, what do they do? They go off a script of, well, let me let me see how my family did it or my dad did it or my mom did it. And if they came from a broken family or if they grew up their whole life cussing the whole time, they think that's normal. And then they show up on a job site and a client's offended. But if I show them, you can be screwed over by someone and still treat them fair and kind and be firm, but you don't have to yell and curse back and get angry. Oh, okay. I can, I can do that too. If Paul can do it like that, I can do it like that. And then their whole attitude shifts because you're being that example for them. You know, I like that idea of the emotional DNA, you know, that is building that bond of family. So much of what we learn comes from that handed down family experience that we bring into our workplaces. We have to be considerate of that. We also have to guide that with that loving family hand toward what the vision and purpose is. You know, experiencing phenomenal results and knowing you made a difference becomes so rewarding in that situation. It instills gratitude and leads not only to accomplishments, but ultimately that joy we're all looking for. You know, that's what makes us human and creates that family and community environment, you know, sharing heart and mind. These are awesome insights I've gathered from my good friend, Ryan McCarty, and his team, Culture of Good. You know, they're a group focused on guiding others to building more effective organizational cultures. That notion of that human heart is what we guide from. That is the very heart that is the core of your beating business. Right. That's right. It's so, it's so relational. People think business is business and I'm at the top and you're not. And I'm like, Mm. I've been Mm. at companies where once a month or once a quarter, the CEO or CFO or somebody gets up there and they're like, okay, this is who we are. This is our DNA. And it's like all spoken for two or three hours. And then you never see it or hear it or see examples of it in the the business till the next meeting. Right. And it's like, well, you guys say that, but the other day when this happened, that's not how you responded to it. So yeah, being that example, that has to come from the owners of the company. It has to. Looking at that, how do you feel we effectively create that space where you know we're showing that compassion for others and genuinely leaning into that caring that so often Ooh. becomes that crucial role in guiding us to that? I think the best example of that is lose a couple thousand dollars on something and see how you respond to your, your employee. And that, and that happens. I mean, when you do new hires yeah. Yeah. and they make the wrong judgment call and it's five or $10,000, you just lost at the drop of a hat. How do you react? Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those people, like I beat up myself harder than anybody else could ever judge me. Like you, you couldn't get on me more than I'm going to get on myself. Yeah. I know I screwed up. I know I dropped the ball for us. It's, and it's hard to do, especially for me. I'm built like I was a Marine. I was a state trooper. Like I'm built like, and then Kelsey's the total opposite. So that mm. partnership really balances us out. And I go to her for a lot of advice. I'm like, Hey, how should I tweak this, handle this, whatever. So it's great to get that wisdom and advice. But at the end of the day, look back and guess what? I screwed up all the time too. How much money did I waste? How much money did I throw away when I first learned this? And if they're making mistakes, That means I need to spend more time or Kelsey needs to spend more time coaching, helping them because when they're making a mistake, number one, they're beating themselves up. And number two, they're losing confidence. 
right? They're saying, man, I screwed this up. I thought I'd be doing better than this. And then their performance just drops until they quit because they're not happy. They're not satisfied, right? But if you get in there and say, hey, man, I've made that mistake before. Here's how I, I got a daily planner and I wrote these things down. So I wouldn't do that again. Oh, that's a good idea. No one's ever taught me that before, but it's just that, that when you think of them as family and relationally, yeah, yeah. they're not just an employee. You can just yell at, cuss at, push to the side. Hey, you're off for three days. Hey, I'm docking your paycheck. Like you wouldn't do that to your family. You wouldn't do that to your fiance, right, Jeffrey? So no, she wouldn't stand for it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Nor should she. But I think we all know we're all on the same team. And when you're all on the same team moving the ball forward, when they fail, I fail. When they succeed, I succeed. And it's the same likewise. Mm -hmm. I'd say having compassion is key. But in addition to that, you have to have perspective too and think mm -hmm. about their point of view, what else is going on and how you can be there for them. Yeah, a lot of personal things going on in their lives too that you might not even know about. You know, I think that perspective is key, not only from your view and how you're watching that business evolve, but being open to accept that perspective from others. Mm -hmm. Learning what tools you each have that you excel in, you know, personally, physically, emotionally, and developing those. That's kind of a twofold thing. Then also being able to step back and say, where do I shut off that inner voice that's trying to be the leader to be open for others to communicate how they can help that business grow, how their vision and their view can contribute to that process. In a totally different way, as maybe most people do, I look at it as how do I help them succeed and get their dreams, which some other dreams are to be where I'm at. Yes. Right. So I'm like, that's a win, not just for them, Jeffrey, it's a win for Paul and Kelsey <laughs> because now I can step back. Right. If I, if I can yes. give ownership over 75% of ownership over to one company, to one person or two people that now allows me to grow and thrive and think about other businesses, other areas that bring on more people and more employees that blesses their family and provides for their family. So for us, I think it's more of like, how fast can you take my job over? Because I want you to have it and not, Hey, you're, you're beneath me. You're below. I'm going to always be here. Like, no, I've seen people die that thought they were always going to be here in a company fold because they weren't trained up to take over that position. And that's just actually happened not, not too long ago with a friend of ours with his company. He was a general contractor. And when he died, his whole business went under because there was not another general contractor on that staff that could run his jobs. And I'm like, man, we have, you know, we, we, we want people to thrive and grow. We want somebody to take over Kelsey's job. That way Kelsey can go relax and go do other things and chase other passions that she has. You know, that's such an effective advantage because not only does it allow you the time and space to correct course when you're right. getting off mission, the team's getting off mission. It also allows the team to lean into that cycle and say, hey, Paul, hey, Kelsey, we see this going on and we can help contribute to knocking that down. Yeah, we have it quite often. I mean, we're at least twice a week, if not more. I mean, we're on the phone with our team every day, but twice a week, we have intentional time, 45 minutes each time where it's give us feedback. Let's brainstorm what's going good. What's not, how do we tweak? What do we need to tweak? So anytime that they feel like they can come new with something and they're contributing to it, like that shows them they have value and they know that. When dealing with that, you know, when putting that into the mix, Ooh, how do you tough. look at managing disputes that might Ooh. managing where that vision might stray with another? I think for us, if there is a dispute, there's something going on in the organization, 
getting for me, it's getting everybody involved as fast as possible on, on a conference call, yeah. on the phone, in, in a person. meeting, in person, whatever it takes. Obviously, with COVID and all this different stuff going on, sometimes it's it's remote, which is fine. Um, but getting everybody involved in it, hey, the contractor said this. And the contractor is like, I never said that. And then the salesperson's like, but we promised her this. So I'm like, hold on one second. And you know, the little iPhone that says add a call, right? I'm using that all the time. I'm like, hold on, let me get the GC on the phone. Hold on, let me get the salesperson on the phone. And within minutes, we have that issue that's been bothering two or three people and the miscommunication at the same time, fixed, handled, and moved it. Hey, where'd the ball drop? Well, you know, actually, I forgot to tell him which he was supposed to tell her. Okay, no problem. What do we put in place now so it doesn't happen again? Well, if I write this down and if I tweak this and I'll put it on a calendar request, nobody can forget. Perfect. Let's do that. Everybody on the same page? Yep. And now everybody, number one, it's off their plate. Number two, they can move forward with what they're supposed to be doing and not stressing, right? You know, that process of gaining that feedback and writing down the results, you know, that has to be such a valuable tool for creating, adapting, and evolving what your measurable benchmarks are. Yeah. So, so I, for us, it's just, it's just getting everybody on the same page as fast as possible. I'm not going to let something linger throughout a whole day or a, a weekend or something like that. It's like, Hey, let's get them on the phone. Let's get them face to face and let's figure it out where the ball fell. And then how do we keep it from falling again? How do we pick up that ball? Hey, it fell here. Okay. Yep. Let's do this. Let's fix this. Now are we all on the same page and we're all moving forward as a team again? Because when there's a dispute, there's strife. When there's a dispute, anger is floating in there. Somebody feels like they were done wrong. How do we correct that as fast as possible? For us, it's just, let's get them all on the phone. Let's get them all in the same room. Let's communicate through it. And within minutes, we normally have it fixed and we're all moving in the right direction. You know, that ultimately has to guide you toward more shareable victories throughout the whole organization, throughout the whole team and for the whole mission. Why do you feel sharing in those victories and success mm -hmm. are so important? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it ain't documented, it's, it's Kelsey does a lot of that for our teams and building out new SOPs. And, you know, we tried something. It didn't work. OK, how do we tweak it? And it's not Kelsey and I. It's let's get the team on the phone. The ones that are in the field, the ones that are doing it, the ones that are having the sales calls. Yeah, this didn't work. This didn't work. And we all brainstorm. We're like, OK. And we all come to a census at the end of it. Like, hey, we think, is this, are we all on the same page? We're, let's go forward with this new direction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's implement it right away. Let's document it. Let's implement it. Get it in our SOP. And we'll try it from here. And if it works, it works. If it needs tweaking again, we come back and we do it again. You know, that process of gaining that feedback and writing down the results, you know, that has to be such a valuable tool for creating, adapting, and evolving what your measurable benchmarks are. I think that changes everything. Yeah. Even the small victories, the little wins, you still need to celebrate because they all add up to a bigger picture. So it's really important for us if we have somebody who who does something that may seem you know, so si trivial. Si simple to everybody else, but it's something they were struggling with. And the fact that they were able to overcome that is a big deal to them. You can get them something little like a coffee and say, great job, yeah. or even just words of encouragement. Any little thing yeah. can make such an impact on somebody's life and continue to grow them to becoming better and proud yeah. of themselves. It is the small things. Kelsey, like when Kelsey and I first started working together and got married and all that, I was go, 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 very entrepreneur, very 
disciplined. I'm up at 5 a.m. And I wouldn't take the time to celebrate the wins. We'd sell a house and make 80K. And I'm like, that's great. That was at three o'clock, but it's four o'clock. Like I got 19 other things. Let's go. And she's like, no. That's more than I made in my first full-time job (laughs) in a whole year. (laughs) And she's like, we need to, because Paul, if you're not celebrating it, your team's not celebrating it. And they just completed a massive $100,000 renovation. They worked six weeks on, put you know tears and sweat and stressed over and ordered the wrong parts. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So, so we're intentional more now. Even the simple stuff, like she said, we got a new guy on the crew and he's doing this and this. A simple, hey, man, that was awesome. I heard what you did yesterday. And, oh, you heard what I did yesterday and you're not even out here and the, they're talking about me and it's in a good way. Like it's building confidence. It's like, okay, yeah, I am part of this team. So yeah, having those conversations, it doesn't matter how big or small. I mean, we give we give a lot to our teams tomorrow. Actually, we're going to one of our one of our sales ladies' houses and redoing our foundation for free. And we're paying for it and we're paying for the team to go out there. And but why? It doesn't benefit me. I my whole team's off a job that I'll lose money on. They'll all be at her house. And people are like, You're crazy. Like, can you do that on a Saturday or Sunday? I'm like, no, like she is a priority on our team. Something just broke in her bathroom. And water's dripping and they can't take a shot. Like, we are going to fix it. Like, she's our family. And when you do that, they'll fight just as hard for you. Like, hey, I'm not in town. I need you to handle this, this, and that. Yep, no problem. They'll pick those weights up and they'll start running with them because you've always been there for them. So, yeah. You know, that ultimately has to guide you toward more shareable victories throughout the whole organization, throughout the whole team. That's right. And for the whole mission. Why do you feel sharing in those victories and success? are so important. Well, they want to belong, Jeffrey. Like nobody, nobody (laughs) wants a job, right? What do they want? They want a career. And what a way to honor and show love for a member of your family. What a way to show that gratitude and just say, Hey, you are important to me. You matter. And I am just so thankful for having you here. Ultimately, you know, that creates that return sense of ownership, that sense of fulfillment. That leads to all of that reward that we're all looking for, that sense of joy. That's monumental. They all want to belong. They all want to be. Yes. They want to be on the bus and the bus is going somewhere <laughs> really cool and they, they have a future and they can stay here for the next 30 years. I've been there. I've, I've been the one with my own nose and my own head in the sand creating that in the past. Nobody wants to be there, including yourself half the time when you're there. Well, and the truth is we're better together. It's, yeah. We all have our own gifts and talents. Mm-hmm. It's like we're a little piece of a puzzle. And when we put it all together, you create a beautiful picture. But right. if you just have that one little piece, you can't do very much with it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. How are we guiding those pieces together? You know, ultimately becomes the end game goal. Mm-hmm. How are we That's effectively right. delegating to others that empowers them to more effectively focus your growth while expanding? and expediting the speed and pace of your strategy. You know, there's strategy involved in that, but then it's also just that loving buy-in. Hey, we're all creating something wonderful here. I want to ask this to both of you today. Where do you see your roles as being a mentor, educator, and a spiritual guide when creating and leaving a legacy with your team and with your business? That's the number one role, I'd say. That's kind of what guides everything we do. Yeah, yeah. How so, Kelsey? (laughs) I would just say, even when we start our day, 
the first thing we think about is how can we help others grow? Mm -hmm. How can they grow in business and really just in life in general? Yeah. It's not just business. A lot of people focus on just the business aspect and it's like, there's so many other components to that, that I mean, their personal life. And I mean, that that's, that's, we try to do as much as we possibly can with our teams, like barbecues and going out on trips and figuring out who they really are inside and what makes them tick. And, you know, there's all these different assessments you can take to tell you who somebody is, but really you can figure all that out if you're just having relations and going to lunch with them and, and meeting with them. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, our legacy is we want to get there as fast as possible. Because if I can give a company away to somebody and say, it's your turn and I can start three more, you know, how many more lives get changed. I mean, and and it's not just like, I mean, I have guys, I have tenants, tenants that move in and they're like, we're going to die here. And I'm like, not anytime soon. Right. And they're like, no, 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 (laughs) we love what you've done in the place. We love how you take care of us and how pest control just shows up. And if something breaks, it's not even hours before somebody's calling us back and getting it handled. And we've never been treated so fairly and so kind. And I've been laid on rent and you haven't docked me. And like, that's, that's the kind of spirit like that we want through all of our people and our whole organization. We fail at times, you know, we're not above anybody else. We're human. We make mistakes and we get angry and upset, but Hmm. when we can pass the torch on to other people, like that's literally we, what we probably talk about the most. Like you said, it's like, how do we get ourselves out of the way? Because even from our business of fixing and flipping, it's turned into multiple companies all within real estate still. It's huge. Well, I mean, that's so many more families touched. And for us, it's like, I mean, that's why we started flipping experts. Like the students that we teach, they're out there changing other people's lives. Hmm. They're out there employing other people. They're out there in different parts of the state and parts of the country. I have people in other countries, their lives are being changed by something we did. So our, our big thing is like, how do we get the message out more? How do we help more people? And if we can focus on that while these other people are running the companies, I think that's where we thrive the most. You know, I can see that caring passion and love that you guys put into everything you do. All of that great drive to inspire others, create something big and build that big dream. Where can we guide our listeners to, to learn how to build their own real estate businesses while flipping homes? They can follow us on social media or just go to www.flippin. We're cool. There's no G F L I P P I N experts.com. Yeah. Yeah. We're all over social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, just, Flipping experts and you'll find us. That's awesome. Reach out to Paul and Kelsey. Find out how you can build that dream. I want to thank you guys. This has been such a cool conversation. I'm feeling such inspiration from just feeling that energy from you guys. Well, we appreciate it. To go out and reach to where you can really hit home for somebody and build that dream. So thank you for reminding us of that today. Thank you, Jeffrey. And that's what it's about for us. It's Anybody we can help, if they hit us up and send us their information, like, we got you. We're going to help you succeed. We're going to do everything we can and in our power to help you. So thank you for having us. What an amazing show I'm you so have. Grateful. I love it. I'm so grateful. I love the, I, I love the name, too, Light Inside. I love that. <laughs> well, Jeffrey, thank you from Kelsey and I. And hey, somebody's got to turn the light in the house right. on mm-hmm. without that heart and that right. dream. 
It's just an empty mm-hmm. shell. Yes, sir. So thank yes, you guys sir. for sharing that with us. I'd love for you to come back and do it again soon. Yeah. Let us know. We got you. I appreciate it. Awesome. We look forward to it. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you again. Take care. Thank you, Jeff. You too. We'll talk soon. The truest measure of any career is in our ability to be content and even proud that you succeeded through your endeavors without leaving a trail of casualties in your wake. Yet without the outside help of others, we often burn that world to the ground, delaying or destroying the fullest potential of our vision. Essential to developing and executing that mission is the ability to surrender our sense of control Stepping back to assess your growth while empowering others to help you lead the way. Strength and integrity are to be found in numbers. And developing strategic partners allows us to spend more time in our true zones of genius, giving you the fuel to invest in your success. Paul, Kelsey, and I have shared our insights on how you can leverage your skills at delegation to build your dream while empowering others. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And as always, we are grateful to share our energy and light with you, our valued listening community. Now we want to know what you found meaningful in today's show. Leave us a message at www.thelightinside.us or tag us on social media at The Light Inside Podcast, sharing what inspired you the most in this episode. We are grateful to be able to continue helping you, our valued listening community, discover your light inside. Remember to continue to support the growth of our program by sharing feedback or leaving us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere you find your favorite show. Sharing with others why you enjoy our program here at The Light Inside. Join us next week as we explore how to develop self-mastery, owning your true self with Lucy Smith. Tune in to find out more on The Light Inside.